What is up? Back for another episode with the man himself, Mr. Marty Amos. What's going on, my man? Uh, pumped. Ready to go on holiday. Going away to the MotoGP on Saturday. Can't wait in Malaysia. And then going to ride motorbikes around Thailand for 10 days and then lie on the beach for four days and then fly back home. So, yeah. Worst things Can't wait. Happened. Sounds pretty good to me. I like it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that's one of the big things, right, is if you you find out when you get back from holiday, you're at your most, your family gets the best you, your team get the best you, you're focused, and you're at, your battery's running at 100%. And then just slowly over week by week, it might go down 5% to maybe when, you know, you're eight weeks in, you might be running at 60%, enthusiasm, productivity, et cetera. Yeah. So massive thing for productivity and just general enjoyment of your business is take a holiday at least every 90 days. And a big thing to make that happen is number one, schedule it. And number two, book it. Yeah. So if you schedule it every 90 days, you're taking at least one to two weeks and you book it. So you pay for it. You tell the kids that you are going on holiday to Disneyland or Europe or wherever, just down, up the coast. Mm -hmm. then everyone's going to look forward to it and come back. 100%. Thirsty, yeah. Because the other thing as well is like you can't see the forest from the trees. Normally when you're in the day-to-day of the business, it's very difficult to kind of like, you know, step back and actually see what the problem is. You know, you're so close to it often that you're blinded by it. And it only compounds over time. Like if you haven't taken a holiday in 12 months, then bro, like, all the problems are suffocating and you got no idea what the solution is. If you're taking a holiday, even if it's just a long weekend to actually not check your emails, not answer the phone, unplug from the socials, unplug from the damn matrix just for 48 hours, right? And it's a long weekend. Then you're able to actually step back from some of the problems and have your subconscious kick in and have your subconscious do some of the problem solving rather than feeling like you've got the whole weight of the world on your shoulders, not doing that. And then waiting 12 months, like, bro, you're not a business athlete. You're not actually in a position to solve many problems because you're so reactive Absolutely. and you're not letting your subconscious solve any of them for you. It's a nightmare. Yes. <laughs> and welcome back. So, right. I, think, uh, I, was, I was waiting. I was waiting for. I was waiting for some positive affirmation or something. But we just had you staring at me with a frozen screen. <laughs> well, I I had the same. So I was wondering whether I should just bow or you know like trap a hell yeah. 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 Um, so good. Anyway, let's get into the meat and potatoes of today. What are we covering off? We're covering off. Drum roll, please. How to stay profitable while you're on vacation. So are you building yourself a business that works for you? So in order to do that, all it is, a business is a collection of systems. And then we hire and train the team to be able to run the systems. There's a great saying that we uh, practice what we preach. You don't build your business. You build your team. And then your team run the business by doing the day-to-day -day operations that bring in clients, service them, deliver a great service, and do so profitably. So, yeah, let's crack into it. Build awesome. a business, not a prison or a job with overheads. Yes. So firstly, you've got to map out where are you going? What are you building? So we need a clear destination. I'm currently here. I want to get to there. What does there look like? So is it, I don't know, you're currently doing four mil. You want to get to 10 you want to get there in the next 18 months. 
how big are the projects that you're doing? Are they do 300K or do you need $10 million projects? Or do you need five, $2 million custom new builds? Next, what's our conversion rate? Do we need to improve that? What's the average margin that we're currently operating at? So if you're currently at 18%, you want to get to 21, we can then factor in how much difference is they going to make on profit. What roles are you playing in the business? So are you chief everything officer, CEO? And you actually need to build out your management team and install job descriptions, scorecards, meeting rhythms, construction meeting, and reports every week from on-site and out of your financials. So we've got accurate data to make great decisions from. That's what we do every month with our members. Let's go through those numbers to make sure that you're on track and not just that each project is profitable, but that the company as a whole is heading in the right direction and you're making more cash each month and you're actually leveling up your management team, training them so that you're not stuck on the hamster wheel. What would you add to that, Owen? 100%. Well, I agree with you without a doubt that you've got to start with the end in mind. You've got to plan to win. So we do with our members a vivid vision, which is 12-month targets, and then a business maturity date, which is your three to five-year, quote-unquote, finish line for the business, right? So once you've got really clear around that, you can get really clear around your constraints. So your business is only going to grow to a point of its next constraint. And that constraint could be very visible and obvious. I need more leads. I need a higher margin. I need more projects. I need more people. Like maybe you've run up against the glass ceiling of not being able to be the employer of choice and attract great talent. Maybe you've run up against the glass ceiling of not being able to secure the land to do the developments. Whatever is your constraint, we need to solve that next. But sometimes the constraints can be hidden out of sight a little bit. And maybe it's a limiting belief, like, ah, uh, I, I can't charge for I my can't quote. charge that much in my area. I can't think that we hear when people first come to us. 100%. Oh, it's a 10% town, mate. Uh, you won't be getting that. <laughs> Bro, okay, sweet as well. You know, you will never grow beyond your identity or what you believe to be true. And if you believe that to be true, then you're probably never going to grow beyond it. That's your constraint. And unfortunately, we possibly can't help you achieve your business maturity date because if you can't help yourself we can't help you as well i think what you've just said there is one of the greatest things for joining a community is when you join a community whether it's swimming mm -hmm. a running club mm -hmm. a business network is your around so we're in a coaching program we pay four and a half grand a month and there's coaches in there that have bigger businesses than us that are more advanced in their strategies and it's helping level up and see what's possible. And it helps to break any limiting beliefs that you might have. Just like our boardroom members in our program who are doing 5, 10, 15, 25 million give inspiration to the smaller guys to show them these, I still have problems day to day. These are the exact systems that we use to land bigger jobs, scale our business, hire a general manager and the structures that we use. So one, it helps to get rid of any limiting beliefs. Two, we interview them each month so you can see exactly what they're doing. And three, shine a light on the path so that you don't step or fall into the same potholes. Exactly. It's like you think you're operating at like a level eight, right? And that this is a 10. And then you see somebody who's actually on your scale of 12 and it just like recalibrates your whole belief system, right? Like, for example, just this morning, we had our, our workshops with some of our members, right? And the members were discussing with us construction management meetings, or more specifically, the cadence at which they report their forecasts versus the actual of their labor hours, how regularly they're reporting their forecast and back costing their jobs. 
And one member said six weeks and all the other members were like, bro, weekly, if not daily for some of these things. And that just completely recalibrated that member's belief system of like, I thought I was doing like back costing every six weeks. Like, oh, okay, sweet as like, we're going, okay. Turns out some of the other members that are getting better results are doing it six times or seven times more frequently than what this other member was doing. It's like, just completely recalibrates that. So you've got to surround yourself to break your beliefs and get a better vision of what is possible and what should be Absolutely. possible. And if you then break down the step-by-step, -step, here's how I introduce it to my team. This is the toolbox meeting agenda. This is the construction meeting agenda. This is the reports and the stats where that project manager comes to the meeting with. And here's how we compare our labor hours broken down by stage against forecast. And here's how it fills into build a train co-constructor into the spreadsheet we're currently using so we can control our working progress. That's how you manage a business, how you manage a project and stay on top, top of things so you don't get labor and budget blowouts like on a lot of these bigger projects. Big time. All right. So hit us with the good stuff, Marty. What are some of your main tips for making money while we're on vacation? So in particular, it's first getting the guys on site clear on what are their roles? What does success look like? So we have a meeting called Team Gold, and it's where we go through and we lay out the vision of how the business wins. What's expected of each member in turn, each team member in terms of on-site and in the office. So values, number of hours work, what you need to do if you're going to put in for time off, paying for shirts, either you're going to pay 50% and they pay 50%, for example. And then what are the rules of the game? So is it no loud radios on site, no swearing on site, no dogs on site. We use drop sheets anywhere in the house. We'll take our shoes off before we come inside. We'll do a clean at the end of the project so your house is left cleaner than what we first saw it when we first came in. Next thing is obviously having that meeting, getting them clear on the vision for where you want to take. The next step is to sit down with everyone and to actually go through their personal one-page plan. So how do they win when the company wins and what's required and what's expected of them each week? So remember, you don't build your company, you build your team, your team follow the system. So we have to show the team how do they win. And quite often, for them to achieve their goals. So we did this, um, we've been doing this over the past four weeks with our management. And so some of them want to buy a new house. So Jeremy's getting married, he would like to buy a new house. So he's got, we've got to work out how does he make 150, 200 grand that allows him to save more money for a deposit over the next two years. So we then need to put in place a plan of how does the company win and how do his goals fit into the company. So our company vision has to get bigger and expand to fit the vision for our team members. Otherwise, people leave when they run out of future or they run out of clear runway on how they can achieve their goals within your company. 100%. And just, just to make sure this is really clear for everybody following along at home, why this is relevant to making money while you're on vacation. Because when people go on vacation, they go through new year, new me, they recalibrate like all the ideas in their world, they're like, should I go and look at other opportunities? They're also your best salespeople, right? They have barbecues, they're at birthdays, they're at parties, and they can either be selling your company or they can have no opinion about your company or they can do damage to your company. If you finish up before we go on holiday with a really clear vision and projection of what's possible, where they're going, how they're going, how they can improve and how they can win when the business wins, then you're empowering them to 
not only do the good stuff like be your sales rep when you're out when they're out and about meeting all these people but also come back and you are and they come back energized and reinvigorated versus come back with a resignation letter and now you're trying to fill a gap that wasn't there before they went on holiday absolutely so everyone needs based off that job description scorecard structure for their perfect week so the default diary of what are the key things that move the business forward and what's their one number that they will know and that we can ask them every week and say steve are you winning oh, i don't know and it might be steve might be the foreman and it might be to get labor hours to within five percent maybe the key number one driver of productivity and profitability on that job so we can say hey steve are you winning and we go yes i am so framing was expected to take 100 outs. We're halfway through it. We're sitting at 52 outs. Yes, I'm within my 5% allocation. Cool. I know I'm winning. So next, I think, is the foreman or the superintendent is up to 80% of the success of every job. So does your foreman know the scope of works? Does he know that in detail? Does he know the contract? So what actually is an inclusion? What's an exclusion? What constitutes a variation? And so we want to make sure that he is on top of that and also ideally involve him in pricing out the job as well. So he's going to go through stage by stage and work out how many labor hours are forecast for each stage and why. So the reason is, is because you can triangulate it. He's going to be driving the guys on site. His bonus is going to be tied to the job coming in on time, under budget, to great quality. And if he can have a say in how many labor hours and you guys have a conversation around why did you choose for the cladding to take 85 hours when I only had 60. So if he's got more ownership, maybe you talk through different strategies. Well, I'll put the, some of the juniors on it. Then I think that is going to help massively with his ownership of the job. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to help with your back costing in real time as you're going to control the job. Yeah, 100%. It's like that famous phrase from Mike Tyson. Everyone's got a plan to get punched in the face, right? And uh, that's why the value is not in the plan but in the planning, okay? Because you can give the plan to the foreman. The foreman can Absolutely. kind of go, oh yeah, sweet ass bro, sounds good. You know, I get, I got to hit it by this day, this time. And then as soon as they get proverbially punched in the face, weather delays, labor shortages, material delays, clients asking for variations, you name it. <laughs> We've had it in the last sort of five, six, seven years, right? Inflation, COVID, you name it, right? As soon as they get punched in the proverbial face with those challenges and they haven't put the plan together themselves, they don't know how to fix the plan. They don't know how to pivot the plan and update it. And they're going to get on that phone to you. They're going to take the monkey from their back and put it onto yours, right? And that is why the value is in the planning, not in the plan. They need to participate in the labor schedule. They need to participate in the scheduling. They need to participate in the pricing and the construction management meeting. They need to participate with the client so that they know how to change the plan when shit gets tough and they can take full responsibility. Absolutely. We want to have them own the outcomes. Mm. And the outcome in this case is how close do we get labor hours or total job and by stage to the target. The next thing is we're trying to create leaders, right? So leaders take ownership. They take ownership of the outcomes and they come with a solution-oriented process to fixing problems as opposed to coming to you every day. So that's what... The PSR, Problem, Solutions, Recommendation, Strategy, helps take that monkey off their back, off your back, keep it on their back, and they come growing as leaders, encountering these problems, proposing three solutions, and coming up with their number one recommendation and why. And that way we can check 
course calibrate their thinking, their critical thinking and their problem solving skills. It's going to give us more confidence in the ability of them to handle problems as they crop up. I think we could almost uh, rapid fire some of these. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So the next key thing is, do you have the right guys for the right jobs? So some guys are great at getting work up and out of the ground. Some guys are great at detail and finishing jobs off. Have you got the right guys matched to the right jobs? Next, are your high-end guys, are your carpenters, your leading heads, and your foreman, are they doing the high-end work or are they doing some low-dollar stuff like demolition work, filling up the jumbo bins, going to get smoko for the guys, etc. So match the right guys to the right projects. Are you capturing, next, are you capturing any and all variations? So big thing there, the foreman needs to know scope works, needs to know the contract, and he needs to know the inclusions and exclusions because he's going to get chummy with the owners and he's going to be on site every day. So the clients might be saying, hey, can you move that doorway? Can we install this over here? And, they, and if he's like, yeah, yeah, sure, no worries, then that's one of the big profit leakages as well as labor is variations not being captured, not being identified, and obviously have a process to get them signed off every week and, if the per and invoiced every week as well. And if the client doesn't go ahead with it, we just need to let them know up front, hey, look, we're happy to do any variations or change orders. If we don't go ahead with it, though, we're going to have to charge you a small admin fee of $250 to $300 because we've still got to go out, price it up, talk to the suppliers, come back and present it to you. Cool with that? Awesome. So a big thing is that most of these problems or any advanced weirdness can be sorted out through great um, preparation and great communication in advance. Next thing, toolbox meetings. So we want to make sure that the guys know the milestones, they know where they're up to every day, what the target is. And I think one of our members, Ross from BRS, said it, not having systems or targets on site for the guys is like swimming in a pond of oil or playing the game without knowing the score. And this gives them a score to work for. Mm -hmm. All right, next, incentives. So are you incentivizing? The easiest thing is to incentivize the outcome or the behavior that leads to the outcome that you want to see. So if it's more hours getting done and getting the projects done quicker, we might incentivize the guys to do four extra hours a week, so 44 hours instead of 40 hours. We might pay them a bonus of an extra 40 or $60. And so that's going to make a big difference to getting projects done quicker being able to build more labor hours to the client. Next, do you have a list of 15 tasks that the foreman is going to take off you? So is he going to start pricing out the jobs? Is he going to meet with the client? Is he going to be doing the scheduling? Is he going to be doing the ordering? Are you going to train him in your purchase order system and that he should order on the first of the month rather than when I was in Fiji a couple of months ago, I was listening to a guy from Melbourne and he was yelling at his foreman who would order on like the uh, 20th of the month instead of the first of the month. And he just put through an order for 65K. And it's like, no, 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 no. This way, we get an extra 50 days by ordering on the first of the month. So we pay on the 20th the following month. So make sure that you train your team, put the systems in place, and that you're pricing to decent gross margin of at least 20% plus, depending on the type of projects that you're doing and that you've got in the project management fee 3 to 6%, and you're able to get within 5% of the labor hours. The last one that I'll leave you with is ca cash is king, or cash profit is prince, cash flow is king, and momentum is emperor. 
So one of our members in South Auckland, they were owed 120 grand on a project that was five weeks overdue. And he didn't like chasing the money and his company didn't have the right systems in the office. And consequently, they got into a big financial hole, big cash flow challenges, and caused a lot of massive amount of stress. So if you find yourself in this situation or it's a recurring theme, first thing is to have a look at your systems. Like, do you actually have a debtor management system? The next thing is, if you don't, if you're, a, this guy's a real good dude, if you don't like chasing up money, then have someone else in your office do it or outsource it to a credit control company if it gets to that stage. And make sure with a debtor management system that you know exactly what you're going to do in terms of emails, letters, phone calls, and then getting to the last stage where you might be downing tools, walking off site if it gets to two to three weeks over, the client's not looking like they're um, going to pay. And then engage a construction contracts lawyer um, pre-litigation, obviously, to know what all the steps are that you're protected in your contract with the right clauses. I think that's pretty much it. I can, I, unless you've got any extra tips that you would advertise or you, you would implement, Alan? Those are the best ones. What we've got is we've got a close down checklist. If you're going on vacation or if you're going on a full close down period, maybe Christmas, New Year's or whatever it might look like or a summer break, then you're going to want to get your hands on this checklist. It helps break it down into sales and marketing, team, office, clients, cash flow and financials, as well as future planning that you should be doing over the close down period. Some of the highlights for me are around your scheduling. If you're going to be going through a close down, then yes, everything we've spoken about is how you can prepare, but also how you come back is really important. For example, if you're going to come back and let's say you've taken a Christmas New Year break and you want to hit the ground running in January, then the worst thing that you could do is come back and not have any of your contractors ready to go. You need to make sure that your subs and your contractors, their holidays line up with your schedules as well. So you can't just be thinking about yourself. For example, if you come back and you're ready to you know, have the electrician come through, but they're still away on break and you had them scheduled in for that, <laughs> what a nightmare, all right? So you've got to make sure that you get, a, get ahead of your scheduling. And there's a couple of other really simple things that you can do by reviewing the checklist, getting a, your hands on it and uh, you using it for your situation. So that's what I would recommend everybody does. If you found this helpful and or if you're going on holiday anytime soon, get your hands on that checklist and implement as many as you can between now and when you're off. Absolutely. So to sum up, enroll your team into the vision of the business that you want to build. Have clear job descriptions, scorecards, and one number so they're winning or not. Structure their week, so the perfect week, so your default diary of what should be happening. And then make sure that you have the weekly meetings and the reports so you can course correct before the ship gets too far off track and make sure that you're maintaining profit, momentum, and you're putting in place a high booking culture for your team on site and in the office. Awesome. Thank you very much, Marty. Here's to all you guys watching along at home. Here's to your success, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Cheers, Owen. See you, brother.